grace of the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons before me cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way, because it's impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often I have desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you. And I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Be seated. I do say happy Lent. I do, I do. Uh, I'm sure you all are just rocking those Lenten disciplines left and right. Maybe not. Maybe we've been as successful as we are with New Year's resolutions. That's entirely possible. Um, and, and it's funny because we have sort of been formed a little bit, I think many of us have, um, to say, oh, Lent's coming, oh, Lent's here. Oh, which is funny because we do kind of Lent light in the Episcopal Church. We do Lent good intentions rather than disciplines. I think about my friends who are Orthodox. I have a good friend who's Eastern Orthodox and another one who's Greek Orthodox. And, um, you know, they have a whole calendar that they have to follow. That, like, on this day you might be able to have wine. On that day you might be able to have oil. Can you imagine not having wine all Lent except for maybe three days? Uh, and on certain days, only, you, only then you can use oil and cook with oil. Meat, very rarely. Um, they have a very strict calendar that they keep. Uh, and I think some of that comes with our sort of Episcopal um, independence. You know, we kind of bucket anything that tells us what to do a little bit, uh, especially one that has to do with shame and kind of wants to make us feel bad about ourselves. And I think that's with good reason. So there's a little bit of, uh, not a little bit, there's a lot of theology out there, uh, an understanding of penitence that goes something like this. That the reason we do penitence, uh, especially in the season of Lent, um, is because we are terrible people and we need to beat ourselves up so that we can earn our, our way back into God's good graces, right? That, that Lent is about um, self-flagellation and um, self-punishment and wallowing in shame, uh, that that might, might then accrue enough brownie points that on Easter, Mon Easter Sunday, we would be able to then be accepted back into the, into the arms of God. That somehow, because of our sinfulness, we've been locked out of the house, right? That it's like Lent is the season of begging for a key back. Now, that somehow this act of penitence is we've done something wrong, God is very angry and, and is 
close to punishing us, if not punishing us already. And it's our duty to crawl on our knees until they're bloodied, begging for forgiveness and waiting for God to say, all right, I'll give you the key back. Um, that somehow that's become part of our understanding of what penitence is about. And can I just tell you that's awful? Can I just say that? That's lousy. Like, that's abusive is what that is. If you are in a relationship with another person, uh, say your spouse, and every time you made a mistake um, or worse, that person locked you out of the house and made you uh, sort of beat yourself up in the front lawn and beg and shout for forgiveness and just wait for them to unlock the door and say, I guess you can come in. If you were in that kind of relationship, what would you think of the person inside the house? Not much. Not much. That's, that's pretty abusive behavior, right? Um, furthermore, when we make that what Lent and penitence is about, um, that's also committing the sin of self-indulgence, right? Because then we're making it about ourselves. Because then we're saying, we can earn it, and we're just not earning it. Then it's about me, right? That if I, can, if I say, penance is about earning my way back into God's audience, then it's about me. And how have I messed up, and how is it in my power to the right kind of behavior so that I can get back into God's good graces? And for those of us that really love a good pity party, this is like hog heaven, right? Talk about the ultimate in self-indulgence, that if we are someone that loves a good pity party, yes, throw on the shame and the guilt. Heap it on, measure upon measure. Uh, I mean, that, you, some people eat that stuff with a spoon for breakfast, right? Um, there's sin in that because there's ego in that. Because that's saying I either have chosen not to earn it um, or, or have just not been good enough at earning it, but it's still in my power. Yes? You're tracking with me. Yeah? All right. That's not what's happening here. That's not what this is about. That's not why we do penance. That's not why we have seasons of fasting. Uh, I love this. This little video has gone around social media, and it's shown up. Here you go, Peggy. It's shown up several times in my feed. It was actually videoed back in September, um, but it's just now kind of making the rounds. And this is a still frame from it. All right, Lola, I'm going to hand you a handful. You take one down, pass it around. We know how to do that. Right, Evelyn? Take one down, pass it around. All right. Yeah, no, no, right, exactly. They're not 99 of them, so we're in good shape. All right. So just pass them towards the back. Ushers, you can kind of collect the extras. Make sure the choir get one. So this is a still frame from a video that's cropped up several times in the past two weeks in my feed. And I, I'm, I'm going to think that probably our gospel reading for this week has something to do with the fact it's been shared so much. Um, so as those are coming around, I know it's really small, and I'm sorry for that. Here you go, Linda. Um, I know that's, it's, it's tiny. I didn't mean to print it quite so small. Did you get one? All right. Uh, so what that is, of course, is a mother hen. And this video is fantastic. Uh, it's just a little clip, and it's pouring rain. It is absolutely pouring rain. 
And this mother hen is just sitting there like this with the rain falling on her. And the look on her face is just classic. Yep, this is parenting right here. Just going to wait it out and try and have patience with my brood underneath me. Uh, and, and there are lots of images of mother hen protecting her brood. But I particularly love this one. One, because it's pouring rain, and she just looks like just 100% mom in this picture. Uh, but I also love this one, this particular image, because so many of the images we have of mom and brood and protecting the brood are the cute little baby chicks, the little fluffy ones that are just so adorable. And of course, you want to protect those little fluffy chicks. Okay, look at the chicks in that picture. <laughs> These are adolescent chickens which have to be some of the ugliest creatures on the planet, all right? Adolescent chickens are so awkward. They're gangly, their precious little down has disappeared and their feathers aren't in yet, and they just look awful. They look terrible. They're beauty only a mother could love, right there. And so I just love that, because you see their, their scraggly little underbellies and those, those lanky legs underneath that dear mama who has made her wings as high as she possibly can so these little adolescent chicks can still fit underneath her wings. And I just absolutely adore this video. Uh, so Jesus says in our reading for today, Oh, Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem. I hear you, Jesus. I hear you. How often have I, God, Desire to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. This, my friend, is what Lent is about. This is what penitence is about. It's not earning our way back into God's good graces. It's remembering that we never left it. It's remembering that we've been underneath those wings the whole time. And even if we haven't, it's because we decided to walk away. That's what Lent is about. That we do penitence, we take on Lenten disciplines to remind us how we have forgotten. How we have stopped paying attention. How we have allowed other things to distract our attention from the fact that Christ is always around us. All the time. That's what penitence is about. It's just reminding ourselves of the tremendous grace of God and how we get distracted and don't pay attention. If it were about shame, it wouldn't be about God. I love our presiding bishop is quite fond of saying, if it ain't about love, it ain't about Jesus. Sometimes he says it ain't about God too. Do you pay, pay attention to what Paul says in the letter to the, the Philippians here? The enemies of the cross, they trade in destruction and shame. The enemies of the cross trade in destruction and shame. Those are earthly concerns. God only is ever inviting us, inviting us to take shelter under her wings. Right? My favorite collect in the whole prayer book is one of the collects from Mission and our daily office. 
And it says, Lord Jesus Christ, you spread your arms on the hard wood of the cross that all might come within your saving embrace. Now imagine those arms turning to wings and holding the world. Holding the world. Lent is not a journey in shame and embarrassment and self-hatred. It's a journey of remembering. Remembering that we all take shelter in that space and that God only ever wants us to come home again. Think of the prodigal son. What does the father do? He doesn't require that the son crawl the last mile on his hands and knees. He doesn't require that the son become a servant. He runs out and greets him and throws a banquet because he is home. That's all God wants of us, to pay attention, to come home. That's it. That's it. We do nothing to earn it, nor do we ever deserve it. It is called grace for that reason. Freely, unconditionally, showered upon us measure beyond measure. Not something we do, not something we lose, not something we deserve. The shelter of those wings is ever waiting for us. Today is indeed the Feast of St. Patrick. Go St. Patrick. I hope you all are having green something today. Maybe green eggs and ham, I don't know. If you want to turn in your hymnal to, to hymn 370, quite possibly one of the longest hymns in our hymnal, but this is the hymn traditionally known as St. Patrick's Breastplate, and it's believed that St. Patrick himself wrote the poem that is the foundation for this hymn. And it, it is often used in ordinations, in confirmation services. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't sing it this afternoon at the cathedral. Um, for the diocesan, uh, diocesan-wide confirmation service. Um, and it's St. Patrick's calling his own mind to being reminded of being bound to Christ. Jesus doesn't lose us. We lose us. We lose our focus and our understanding and how we are ever connected to God. And I love, there's a bridge there in the middle, which is um, stanza six. Christ be with me, Christ within me, Christ behind me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ to win me, Christ to comfort and restore me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ in quiet, Christ in danger, Christ in hearts of all that love me, Christ in mouth of friend and stranger. Friends, the Lenten journey the Lenten journey is a reminder that we are never outside of the arms of Christ. It is a journey to remembering of the depth of Christ's love for us. If we've done our homework in Lent, we don't run away from the cross on Good Friday. We run to it because we're not afraid of it. We welcome it. We can't wait to take shelter on the, under the arms of, cross, uh, of Christ again as they are spread out on the cross anew. We rush headlong into that observance. I cry every year on Good Friday. 
not just out of sadness, but more out of joy. Joy in witnessing the unfathomable, unconditional love of Christ. So may we commit ourselves in this Lenten process to seeking out shelter anew, finding our place once again in the brood under God's almighty arms. Amen.